Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, a.m. 1340. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course, and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Welcome, and you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we are live in downtown Clearwater. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Run to your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live in the studio. And right now, I am putting on my Santa's hat because it's still it's still the Christmas season. So, hey, Cedric, how you doing? Hey, feeling Christmassy as ever. Feeling Christmassy as ever. Yeah, what was that you were eating a little earlier? You had So that was a Christmas porridge, yes, wasn't that it? That was Christmas porridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, hey, you know what? Today we've got an open show. Uh, Alan was supposed to sit in with us, but Alan just called me a few minutes ago, and he told me that he might not be able to make it because last week he was uh, celebrating, I guess, and uh, he uh, tripped and fell and rolled down a set of stairs. So... That's obviously not good when you're uh, our age because it uh, kind of relocates a few bones and some other body body parts. But Alan said he will call in. So, Alan, if you're out there, you can call in sometime during the show. As a matter of fact, we're going to let anybody call in tonight. If anybody wants to call in, they can dial us at 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And we are also broadcasted live in Arkansas. That's uh, Bill Clinton territory. And you know we're huge, huge Bill Clinton fans, yeah. aren't we? If, if, nah. If Bill, anyway. If Bill Apgar was here, was, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so if you're in Arkansas, we would love to hear from somebody, a real live person in Arkansas, and that is 1-866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. Did I say that right? Because my eyeballs, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see. I think I'm seeing that right. It's somewhat blurry, but uh, I think I can read it from about 10 feet away here. And if you're the 5th, the 8th, and the 10th caller, the 5th, the 8th, and 10th caller, anyway, you will win gift certificate. Actually, one per per call. Gift certificate to Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's a $10 gift certificate for a meal at Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's my end-of-the-year giveaway, okay? We're going to go ahead and do that. We're expecting a few phone calls. There are some people that probably are not partying tonight, but we will talk about cars. I want to carry on some casual conversations about cars. We'll do our usual things. As a matter of fact, speaking of cars, what, we got some commercials queued up here. You want to do music first? or Yeah, let's do a song first. Okay. Well, let's do it. You got that one? Uh, is, this is some old comedy stuff. This right. is old, Yeah, we want to keep this show kind of funny tonight. So everybody might, everybody that lives in Florida, and I never, I wasn't aware of these things until I moved to Florida, but these little creatures are kind of like the state animals. Here's a tribute to the state animal of Florida. Every morning in the kitchen you could see him scurry. With those six fat legs he could move in a hurry. Living on garbage, hiding in the wall. Breathing sprays and poisons and surviving it all. Let me tell you about a roach. With a female roach, his only thoughts to seduce her. He's an insect Casanova, a prolific producer. 
He's got a shiny back that's harder than granite. <laughs> He's just about indestructible, damn it. He's a roach. Standing at the corner of under and sink, all mean and unshaven, he was looking for a drink. He had a dent in his neck from a month ago when the maid caught him napping and stomped him on the floor. Once I threw a party, he showed up real drunk, leaned across my wet bar and called me a punk. Well, I took his remark rather tongue in cheek, but just to be safe, I made his next drink weak. Mean Big cockroach After everybody left We sat down on the rug We were talking it out Kind of kind of man to bug He said This country was built on persistence like mine I'll survive, just relax Everything will be fine Big roach Now, we get along fine, at least so far. In fact, my only complaint is that he borrows my car. You can't fight evolution, not when he swears. Seems my only solution was to get him downstairs. Well, I didn't want him in my room. Listen, I've slept in a room with roaches before, but I've never had one hop in bed and throw one leg over me. When they start to cuddle, that's where I draw the line. Well, it's been a while since that went down. He moved out. People said he left town. Then, via the vine, I heard he moved to Manila. They say to marry a chick by the name of Bugzilla. Big Roach. Big Roach. A year went by, and I got a visit from his son. He was bigger than a Buick. He weighed over a ton. So... Now I live downstairs. Well, what could I do? My only other choice was to have him move in with you, and he was big. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on Westway Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, and nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Now what? This is not a call-in show. Who's this guy think he is? The president or something? 
I'm tired of screwing this thing up. What? You kidding me? <laughs> you know, there's a job to do, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, right. Uh, this is kind of cool, Robert. Sure, right on. Dig it, man. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, the reason I am interrupting. Uh, Robert is not because he's not doing a good job. He's doing an unbelievable job. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, but it's because I just got off the telephone with... Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. What we're talking about is common sense reform. If you like your doctor, you're going to be able to keep your doctor. <laughs> and that's the truth. Barack Obama. Whenever he gets in the fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. All right, we are live, and you're tuned into. Yes, it's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's not a political show, but it could be. It is the last show of the year, so we do want to have some fun. And it is an election year, and we still want to have some fun. So, anyway, Cedric, how you doing, everybody? Again, I'm I'm good. I'm looking at at the uh, the outline that we have in store. I just want to uh, uh, make a uh, a short mention here. Um, we had a guy, a local guy here, was a pretty good friend of everybody's here, and uh, Alan was supposed to show up, and Yogi and Kenny may still show up. We want to make kind of like a little uh, tribute to uh, one of our past guests, and also a well-known local guy, as well as kind of a significant figure in the uh, custom car world. There was a gentleman by the name of uh, Dan Demsky, okay, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Dan, and uh, he was on our show probably very, very early on. I would say he was on maybe the fifth, sixth, seventh show, somewhere around there. And uh, I met Dr. Dan. He called us up one time. He actually, matter of fact, he called up on the show. And it was towards the end of the show, so I had to talk to him a little bit after the air. And I went by, and I stopped by, and I visited him. And I had a very, very interesting conversation with him. And I'm sure you guys all are familiar with names like uh, George Barris, Cushenberry, and uh, Winfield, and all the guys that built some really cool custom cars back in the day. And matter of fact, we had Dean Jeffries on the show not too long ago, and we also had Daryl Starberg on a few weeks ago. Both of these guys, all these guys I mentioned, are very, very well-known in the custom car world. And pretty much everybody's still with us. But Dan decided to check out a little early. Uh, unexpectedly. So we kind of want to pay a little uh, tribute to uh, to Dr. Dan and play maybe a couple uh, little excerpts. But Dr. Dan is best known, besides being a custom car guy and everything like that, he built and designed and conceived of the original Bat Cycle used on the 1966 TV show Batman. And uh, that was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid growing up in 1966. Obviously, there was a lot of other people that thought it was a good show because it was successful for a number of years. You want to go ahead and roll that? We got a little clip from uh, the show that we we played a little intro with Dr. Dan. We'll play that, and then we'll do a little something else, because not only was he a really cool car customizer and well-known, but he, he, was, he was fairly talented. Let's roll it. Okay, it's just about time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this guy. He's been involved in the custom car biz since 1958. He started his shop in Waukegan, Illinois, and then he moved to the San Fernando Valley in 1964, and the next day walked into George Barris's shop and got a job. So, hang on a second. We got something really cool for you. Okay, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our special guest for the evening from Waukegan, Illinois, and California, Mr. Dan Dembski. Dan? Hi. How you doing? How you doing, Robert? It's good to be on your show. Thanks well, for having me. Thank you for coming. You know, I was just looking at some of this stuff here, and, uh, you know, we're not going to get through this in one show. This is going to be a multi-show uh, <laughs> ordeal here. But why don't you tell our guests why I played the intro to the Batman song? Well, it's kind of, it's easy, actually, because... Uh, I was working at George Barris's shop, and we were working on the Batmobile. And I went over to George, and I said, George, I said, what about a Batcycle? And he said, no, they don't want one. So uh, I quit, and I went back to my house and went to work on the Batcycle. And um, a little while later, after I got it done, my friend uh, and partner, Corky, Dick Corcus, and I built the Batcycle together in my backyard garage, a car-and-a-half garage. And uh, we took it to the studio, but that wasn't an easy task either. We took it to the studio and uh, and showed them, and they had a motorcycle already, but it was just a stock Harley with a windshield that was cut with scallops in it. And when they took one look at the Batcycle that we had, it 
they said, okay, we want the bike. So we got a 13-week contract. It made an impression on them, didn't it? Oh, they loved it, yeah. All right, tell did. our listeners what kind of cycle it was, because a lot of people really don't know what bike was. I remember, because I saw the little label on the uh, timing cover out there, but you tell us. It was a, it was a 250 Yamaha, uh, 66 Yamaha, brand new. And uh, Yamaha provided all the parts and everything we needed for the motorcycle and the sidecar. And by the way, the, the sidecar, we didn't have any idea about the sidecar until the day we were going in for the first presentation of a drawing that was done by Tom Daniels. And uh, as we were going into the studio gate, I said to Corky, I said, and the sidecar comes off by itself. He said, okay, we can do that. <laughs> so we went ahead and, and went in the, in the uh, office of Charlie Fitzsimons. And by the way, Charlie is Maureen O'Hara's brother. Yeah, her okay. name is actually Maureen Fitzsimons. The actress. Yes. Okay. And uh, nonetheless, uh, Charlie and I became good friends all through the Batman series and after. And uh, I haven't talked to Charlie in a few years, but... Uh, hopefully he's still around with us. He, he was not doing that good last time I saw him. He had uh, uh, hepatitis too oh, from a good. blood transfusion. Yeah, but nonetheless, back to the Bat Cycle. All right, now did you do the? Now they had they had uh, the Bat Girl had a cycle. Bat Girl had a cycle. We did that one also, and it was uh, it was taken to the studio, and they accepted that one just as well. Was that also a Yamaha? That was also a Yamaha. Okay, and. Uh, we built both of those, and we built more than one bat cycle. Uh, we built actually two, but I have one in California that's dismantled right now, and uh, one day I might put it back together. Okay, we're back, and I want to let everybody know that if you just tuned in, this is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I just played a little uh, excerpt for one of our early shows as kind of a tribute to uh, one of our past guests that is uh, in the big uh, custom car world up in the sky right now. So, uh, Dr. Dan, we all, uh, we all miss you, and we hope you're doing okay, and we're going to play a little something else. Uh, from him in a few few minutes, but uh, I got a trivia question for anybody out there. Now we're not going to talk about cars. We're going to actually talk about motorcycles. Okay. Now, if anybody can give me the answer to this question, okay, name me a motorcycle that was built in the United States around the turn of the century, a little bit later than that, and probably through maybe the early thirties. American made motorcycle uh, made some pretty cool stuff. Competed with Harley Davidson. Competed with Indian. Okay, and it was made in the Midwest. If you can give me the answer to that sometime during the show, uh, you will win a gift certificate to Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. Okay, again, the question is, name a motorcycle made in the United States in the Midwest shortly after the turn of the century. Uh, they were around for probably about 25, 30 years or so, maybe a little bit longer. And it's not an Indian, and it's not a Harley-Davidson. Okay, so uh, give us a call here. Let's see what else we got going on. We got some other uh, Cedric. Got anything else? To, got it. That, got that other. Hey, the phone's ringing right over there. See yeah, that we, we've got the Doctor Dan uh, song queued up as well. Let's go ahead and play that real quick. Okay, sure. Hey Lee, what do we got queued up here? Well, we've got um, the song "Choo Choo Roo." Yeah, the, let's hear uh, that baby CD you gave me. Okay. And then, uh, who's the artist on that? Uh, damn, do you ha- have any idea who who could have done this song? Is that you, Dan? I wrote it and did it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> All our right. guest is not only is he a car guy and a uh, an expert car customizer, but he's also a musician. Well, now you're going to now you're going to turn me into Doctor Dan. Doctor Dan. Okay, <laughs> we have Doctor Dan, the musician, with us. All right, let's fire Dr. that baby Dan, up. Doctor Dan, the blues man, and after that. Can you explain to me how you put a Vista Cruiser roof on an Eldorado? I'm totally baffled. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. Here's Choo Choo Roo.
you kick me aside Just like an old pair of shoes And now I'm taking a ride I'm gonna dust my blues You wanted me, you had me, you gave me away Honey, you was a fool Kick me aside Just like an old pair of shoes Now I'm taking a ride I'm gonna dust my blues You wanted me, you had me, you gave me away Honey, Hey, uh, Dr. Dan, why don't you tell uh, us where the song was recorded? I mean, you know. It was I- recorded down in New Orleans. I went down there in, in uh, 95 and uh, was heavily involved with some recording people. And so we got together in New Orleans and did this and, uh, and just walked in and did it. I think we did it in two takes, but uh, everything worked out pretty good. And then we did two songs. Cost me a lot of money, but but you've been a musician for quite a while, right? A long time, yeah. Long way, time. way back, my dad was a musician, and and so I just sort of fell into the, you know, playing things. Okay, we're back, and that was a live clip from our, our good buddy Doctor Dan, who's uh, like I said, he's up there playing uh, guitar and harmonica up in the uh, House of Blues in the Sky. But anyway, hey, uh, the question earlier, actually, we got somebody on hold, right? We got Alan on hold. Let's let's go to Alan real quick. Let's bring him on. Alan, are you there? Yeah, hey, Robert, what's up? So how you feeling, buddy? Actually, fine. No, I wasn't partying. This guy is a mutual friend. <laughs> These are the world's worst stairs. Whoever designed them knew nothing about stairs. They're awkward, and they're wood, and they got the sharp edges, and there you go. But anyway, um, so Dr. Dan, or I just called him Dan anyway, Yeah. tell me about... Um, Little story with the bat cycle. He used to ride down um, through Burbank and Hollywood uh-huh. on the bat cycle with the sidecar out of it, but it was still a three wheeler. He'd go up on two wheels and just ride down the road. So that made it quite a scene, I'm sure. Another time, he was out in Honolulu with a bike for a car show, and there was a drag racing going on. So he, t- he drove Robin's go kart out there. Okay? Drove it from the hotel to the track, and it rained out, so they just have an exhibition runs down the track, and he's behind the Hemi under glass on Robin's go-kart. So the Shader had a peg doing about 50, cut it, did a bunch of 360s. crowd loved it. So on the way back to the hotel, he got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how many people actually got a ticket on Robin's sidecar? You know? that's, that's true. He was quite yeah. a character, though. Um, hey, did you ever get a hold of find, uh, Kenny's phone number and get a hold of Kenny and uh, Yogi and those guys? No, I couldn't find it in my list. Uh, earlier, I asked the question about name a mo- huh? You know, when you said that, the name Pope came to mind. I'm probably wrong. No, no, it's not Coke. But but you but but see, you probably know, so you can't answer it. So we have to let let a guest name it. So uh, outside of Harley Davidson, outside of Indian, the other bike that I'm talking about was a little bit more well known, only because its association. I'm going to give away another clue with okay. a bicycle manufacturer. Coming from the Midwest, now think about this. I mean, that's a, how easy can it be? Coming from the Midwest, associated with a, with a bicycle manufacturer, and it's not Harley, and it's not Indian. 
So, you know, and it's been around since the turn of the century. Not quite as long as Indian and Harley-Davidson came down, but probably about 10 years or so later. Actually, you know, a lot of the two-wheel stuff, you know, a lot of those guys were all buddies, and they kind of knew each other because they all, you know, competition was strong back in those days. You know, just like the same thing with cars. You know, there's a lot of... When you when you go back and you read up on a lot of stuff on cars and history, you find out that you know it, it was you know even though Henry Ford is 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 noted for you know having being the father of the you know uh, assembly line, there was actually other manufacturers that are already instituted assembly line production, relatively small scale, not to the extent that he did, but you know which which he did in 1903, but I think 1901 there was somebody else that did it. I can't remember because you know it's like information overload. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that came out in the, you know, 1890s, 1895, around that period of time. There was a lot of fairly sophisticated stuff that was out and uh, engine-wise. And, um, you know, no different than, let's say, for example, I mean, the experiment, early experimentation with diesels and stuff like that. I mean, people, that was the neat thing about it is back in those days, because there was no set standard just yet, anything goes. So you could do a steam engine, which, you know, unlikely today. They experimented with uh, electric motors back in those days, obviously gasoline, diesel, just all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and, and they were relatively innovative because there was no standard set at the time and there was no mass production. So it, there wasn't so much a cost factor just yet. It was just the idea of coming up with something that was really cool that would ultimately take off and people could say, hey, this is cool. Let's get behind us. Let's throw this guy some money. Let's produce it, you know, and obviously that's one of the reasons why Henry Ford was so successful. But, um, well, so what have you been up to lately? You working on anything really cool lately? Any cool exotics? Uh, yeah, a 122 Volvo. A 122. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I just put a new transmission in my Volvo. That's my big event for the week. Your big event for the week. Hey, yeah, what about? Generic customer cars and nothing too exciting. Nothing too exciting. Weather. Oh, we got some great weather this time of year. We- Down here, you get your convertible out for the winter. Hey, what do you got? You got any of your old magazines handy? You got any cool articles there you want to share with us? Because I know you're. Okay, yeah, such... hang on a second. I got some magazines laying here that George gave me. You can hear me going through the pile right now to find them. Uh, with, uh, here we go. Uh, here's a road. Hello? Alan, you there? Did we lose you? Okay. Well, hey, let's just go to a commercial break here real quick, and then we'll get Alan back. Evidently, we lost him. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater. Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, manicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotaka's Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotaka's Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotaka's Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure to mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. The following news break you're about to hear is for entertainment purposes only. It is not true. Hey, Alan, are you back? Yeah, um, phone went away, I guess. Who knows? You got all these fancy cell phones and they still go out. Yeah, I got an old road track here, May, June 1952. Inside front page, there's a ad for a mile-o-meter, and it gives you your gas mileage. Oh, this is just a vacuum gauge, but it's a big deal for 1952. And here's something that's I didn't really knew till I looked through the dusty old musty pages pages of the magazine. Because you know we got Sebring, they race over there. They got the 12 hour race and everything in March. Well, here's Vero Beach. The week before Sebring, they're racing at Vero Beach. They have a one hour race, a six hour race, a 12 hour race, and uh, they have an unrestricted class. Guy won in a Apollo Shea won in a Cat Allard at 70 miles an hour average speed. And here's another one. 
Um, Max Hoffman is a driver. We know who Max Hoffman was. The then. importer of Porsche, Mercedes, and BMWs yeah, and all those goodies. And he's driving a Porsche, as a matter of fact. I'm kidding. And um, it's at the Vero Beach Airport a week before Sebring, so I guess it's just warming up for, you know, Sebring. What year is this? I don't this? know how long that went on, but it's like a three-page article. Yeah, what year is this? 1952. 1952. Okay, that was actually almost the first official year for Sebring, because Sebring, I think, is the one of the oldest... They originally ran it in 50, right. the, the Collier Memorial, and then in 53 it was actually the first the sanctioned, I guess you could say, race. What was the name of the, was it Air Force General, Colonel, or somebody, was it, uh, I can't remember. Curtis LeMay. Curtis, Curtis LeMay, LeMay, exactly. Car driver. Okay. Enthusiast. Yeah. And you know, and it's and and what a lot of people probably may or may not know is that a lot of those early sports car races were started as a result of uh, servicemen coming back to the United States, bringing foreign cars with them, and a couple yeah. of the big wigs within the military thought, hey, you know, we got these huge tarmacs, we got these big airport bases, we're not really uh, getting ready to go drop any bombs on anybody in particular right now, so it's not like we have to do a lot of training and maneuvers. So let's have sports car races, and that's kind of how the whole thing came about, isn't it, Alan? Yeah, and um, here's one, Aspen, Colorado, Aspen Road Race, Concord de Elegon, in downtown, they got all these cars parked, you know, angle parked backwards on Main Street. Okay, that was, uh, yeah. that was it. Yeah. What year was this one? 52, it's all the same also, book. Oh, it's you all the same. You go to one book, oh, here's a uh, brand new Cunningham. That was a cool car. The car mm-hmm. he made. He made him in West Palm Beach. This is the first. It's got a Chrysler in it. Three uh-huh. horsepower Chrysler. Three one-barrel carburetors. And it's got a generator, of course. Generator. And it, yeah. Hey, were those cars, were those cars, were those 6 volt or 12 volt back in those days? Some of those. I was 6 volt back then. 12 volt didn't really happen until 56. 56. Yeah, but I wasn't yeah. sure on some of the race cars whether they were actually, had access to 12 volt because 12 and 24 volts, I mean, that stuff's been around because the military used that stuff um, yeah. on some of their goodies. So I didn't know whether some of those guys, you know, those mechanics took that stuff and applied it to, uh, you know, racing. I know the Hot Rodders did, you know, back in the early 50s and 60s, or early 50s, mid-50s. You know, a lot of those guys were running 12-volt systems, and they're, uh, they're all flatheads and stuff, and then the dry cars and stuff. Here we go. Uh, here, 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 this takes care of our question about Sebring. Okay. Here's an article on the Sebring Grand Prix of Endurance. It's two pages. Vero Beach was three pages. Sebring's got two pages, and it says the Sebring, the second Sebring 12-hour Grand Prix endurance race, dates on, blah, 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 blah. So obviously 1951, according to Road and Track in 1952, 51 is the first annual. Okay. Yeah, this is the second one, yeah. And 1952 is the second Sebring Grand Prix race. Because you see 53 and 50, but according to this, it's 51. So I always, I always rely on the printed word when it was stamped down way back in the day when it happened, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah, Robert, we yeah. don't we don't have a news chopper, do we? Well, uh, no, why? Okay, just wanted to make sure. Well, is there something going on that we need to know about? Let's check out. Okay, this, hold on. It's a goof, right? Yeah. Okay. This is your NRC reporter, high in the sky, bringing you a live update on a serious car chase taking place in Pinellas County. Well, from the reports that we've received, it looks like this chase started somewhere in Pinellas Park on 66th Street, and. Uh, he hung a hard left on 90th Avenue at a high rate of speed, shot through the stop sign on Belcher, was undecided whether he was going to go northbound or southbound, made a U-turn, and then headed northbound on Belcher Avenue. We are right now hovering over the intersection of Belcher and Brian Deere. And we can see the vehicle down there. It uh, looks like a silver Ford pickup truck. Uh... Possibly a 4x4. Um, can't really tell. Looks like it's got some big tires on it. And right now he's trying to get through the traffic. There's a construction going on at Brian Derry and Belcher. And, oh, oh, he almost hit the dump truck. And, uh, oh, he's back on the sidewalk trying to get around a couple cars. I can see he's waving his hands out the window there. Oh, now he goes through the intersection, and he's northbound on Belcher Avenue. And uh, now he's going past the uh, school board. He's coming up on the intersection. There's some traffic there. A couple cars. Oh, there he's back over. He made a. He veered to the right, and he's on the sidewalk. And, oh, geez, he ran the red light. Now he's northbound again. Looks like he's picking up some speed. He's running into a little bit of traffic. 
Now he veered to the left. He's crossing the Southbound Avenue. He's cut through a uh, office complex there. Oh, he glanced off a white Chevy Dually, late model Dually. Oh my gosh, that guy's not going to be happy when he comes out after work. And uh, now he's back on the road. He's cut across the sidewalk. He's heading northbound in the southbound lane, missing cars. Cars are scattering all over the road. He's back Robert, over he on like the John median. Madden. He's coming across. He's jumping the median. He's back in the northbound lane. He's running into some traffic, and now he's back on the median. He's got the median straddled. And, oh, look at it. Oh, he just about hit a couple cars. And he's still, he looks like he's... You could, I could almost see him from the angle that we're flying at right now. It looks like he's beating on his horn, waving his hands out the window, and he's coming up the intersection at Belcher and Alberton right now. Who knows what his next move's going to be? All right, now he's... All right, we're back. We're going to check back in with that, though, We're going right? to check back into that. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like so, this. So where did we leave? Yeah, we, we, left, we left off at about Alberton. Yeah, because the cops are kind of circling this guy right now, so we're not sure what's going to happen. No, but uh, you know, they might they might eventually catch him. But anyway, so we've got we've got Bill Apgar out there guarding the tower. Bill Apgar, he's out there guarding the tower. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? They're real close to Naughty Nancy's too. You know, so anything could happen. Oh yeah. So anyway, Alan, what were you do? You were looking something up there. What were you going to yeah, tell us? Here we go. I turned another page. Yeah. Palm Springs, Palm Springs Road Race, mm-hmm. fourth annual sports car event, and it's just odds and ends. But here's one. Phil Hill in a Cunningham. Is that is that classic or what? Oh yeah, absolutely. Since he raced primarily Ferraris and stuff like that yeah. for him, and he raced mostly in Europe. But he didn't. He didn't finish because it says the rest of the caption said left about to break a U joint. <laughs> about to break a U joint. Yeah. Hey, on Cunninghams, what they had? Uh, they had Chryslers and then they use Cadillacs, or was it uh, Cadillacs and then occasionally use Chryslers? What they use in those things? Um, as far as I know, I've always seen them with Chryslers. It's the Allard's had um, Cadillacs. Oh, that's right, the Allard's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. George, are you listening? If you're out there, give us a call, 441 Is George in town, or is he out of town? Um, I saw him. I was at his place last week. Yeah, that's right, yeah, because you guys call me from over there. And uh, Now, George, George would be, actually, to have both you and George sitting in the studio sometime would be a lot of fun, because, you know, him. Well, it would end up to see you could tell the worst joke. Oh, I okay. was over there. He's telling me some bad jokes. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. So I'm getting ready to leave. I'm in the car. We're talking about some guy with a motorhome. He said, oh, yeah, the guy went down to South America to teach, to teach you know, guerrilla fighters what to do. And I said, really, how they got those big old fingers on the triggers? And then I just backed up. Hang on a second, Alan. Al, we got an answer to the question. Okay, put the guy on. Okay. okay. And, and patch through. Call. Here we go. Okay. You're, oh. on the, you, you're on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Live. Okay, who do we have on? The, who, do, who do we have? This is this is Tom from Clearwater. Tom from Clearwater. How you doing, Tom from Clearwater? Pretty good. Okay. Are you a avid listener to Nostalgic Radio and Cars by any chance? Actually, I don't get to listen to you very much, uh, but uh, your second clue kind of gave it away. I know it did. That's why I did that. I wanted to expedite this so some happy, lucky guy would get to go to dinner this weekend with his little sweetie. So, what's the answer? Uh, Henderson. Perfect. Absolutely correct. Oh, Henderson, yeah. 100 correct. Okay, you yeah. are the winner. I, I, I actually got the answer to that off of American Pickers about uh, three weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Well, they actually, uh, it might have been a rewind, but I think they found a motor, wasn't it? A motor to a Henderson yeah, they, or something? They, they found a motor for a Henderson, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, very good. So are you in the cars or motorcycles by any chance, Tom? I am in the car right now, and I'm on my way to work in Tampa. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Are you into cars? I mean, are you a car enthusiast, hobbyist, collector? Uh, I used to be. Not much anymore. Uh, I've gotten too old for that kind of stuff. Okay. What kind of cars were you into and, and motorcycles? Uh, uh, primarily uh, VWs were, were my cars of choice. Okay. Uh, uh, bikes. Uh, never owned a Harley. I've had a, I've had a couple of, of Hondas of varying sizes. Uh, my first bike was a Hodaka. Oh, a Hodaka Wombat Combat, you know. Something. It, it, it was a. It was a. It was a. Oh, jeez! It was back in six. Okay. So it was like a little one hundred or one twenty five cc bike. It was a, a one hundred. Okay. It was a. It was a. It was a trials bike. Oh, okay. Super. Did you have it down here in Florida? Or was it up north someplace? No, it was up. It was up in Missouri. Missouri. Okay, the Show Me State. Well, that's cool. All right, well, Tom, uh, do you got any other stories for us, real quick? Or any any, any Hodaka stories? 
No. So where do you not, work? Not, not a thing. I'm actually, like I said, I'm on my way into work. Okay. Where, where do you work in Tampa? Well, I work for a uh, I work for a computer company. I actually do telephone technical support. Oh, okay. So super. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to thank you for calling and congratulations. You did win. You got the right answer. And be, I'm I'm going to let you talk to Cedric. Get give him your name and address and phone number. That way we can mail the uh, gift certificate to you. And keep That's listening good. and tell your friends. And also, we are streamed live on the internet. If you go to tantalk1340.com, you can see us live on the internet every Wednesday at seven o'clock. All right. And we have a podcast too. Our podcast is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You can see our and listen to our past shows on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Alan. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, super. And uh, so anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, the, the Cunningham? Were we talking about uh, Allard's and George? You and George. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you and George come on uh, the air. Well, yeah. George could tell us some really, really cool stories, though. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, he's probably listening anyway, but yeah. Yeah, you know what? I just, because when we're talking about the motorcycles, I don't go on the Google thing. I don't do that. I try to rely on my brain. Anyway. Yeah, here we go. Pope motorcycle. I was right. There was a Pope motorcycle. Okay, I knew it was in the back of my head. It came out. So I got. I was halfway right. But um, yeah, like I told you, I don't know how much of you heard of me talking to George when the gorilla fighters and the big fingers. Did you hear? That? Did you hear all that before you cut off? No, 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 no. What was that all about? Okay. Well, I told him. Uh, he, he tells me bad jokes, so I'm getting ready to leave. And um, I'm in my car, got it reversed, and he said, "Oh yeah, this guy had the motorhome, filled his motorhome, and he went down to South America to teach gorilla, gorilla fighters." And I go, "Oh really? How they get the big finger on the trigger? On the tr- I can't even talk <laughs> on the trigger, right? How they get big finger on the trigger?" And I backed up, and George just turned to, turned and walked away. So you know, bad jokes like that. Okay. Know? Not even funny. Not you know, even funny. Got to get make the ears worse than the other guys. Okay. Yeah, well, anyway, so. uh, Cedric, you got something going on? Yeah, we're bring, gonna we're gonna rejoin this here uh, in progress. You gonna bring us an, uh, uh, yes. uh, an update on the goof? On the goof, uh, we we I think last we heard around uh, Almerton Road. So let's see what's going on. We're gonna join this already in progress. Okay, super. That's, that's a fancy term. Fancy term. the sidewalk. He's navigating around the telephone pole. Back on the road. Ran the red light. Now he's now he's northbound on Belcher Road again. Okay, now he's continuing northbound on Belcher, heading towards East Bay Drive. He's going to run into some traffic up there. I wonder what his next move is going to be. And uh, he's buzzing along. Now he's probably back up to about 55, 60 miles an hour. Now he looks like he's slowing down. He sees the traffic. Now he's veering to the left side. He's jumped the median. He's going northbound in the southbound lane. He's coming up in the intersection. Looks like he's honking his horn. There's people stopping. People are just kind of panicking right now. He accelerated through the intersection. Now he's northbound on Belcher, past East Bay Drive. And he's northbound. Now he's picking up speed again. Now he just blew by the fire station on Belcher there. And uh, with emergency vehicles sitting in the driveway with the sirens going off. This guy's crazy. It's amazing. In case you just tuned in... This is your NRC reporter in the sky, and we're following a chase that apparently started in Pinellas Park, somewhere around 66th Street Avenue. And for the last five minutes or so, we've been following this uh, madman in his silver truck, northbound, just wreaking all kinds of havoc on Belcher Avenue. And right now, he just passed uh, St. Catherine's Church. I'm just trying to give you guys a geographic location of whereabouts we're at. And uh, the police are in pursuit. We can hear them in the background. We're kind of like staying at a certain uh, altitude here. We're going to drop down a little bit, and then we're going to buzz back up. We don't want to crash our water bird, too, and, and make the uh, 11 o'clock news here. Now he's uh, past the uh, Little Belcher Elementary High School, or grade school, and he's northbound, and the cars are behind him. The cop cars are behind him, too, but they're not really in hot pursuit. They're just kind of watching what this guy's doing because he's not really doing anything crazy just yet. Uh, now we're coming up on uh, Bel Air Road and Belcher. The cops are still behind him. They're following, but they're holding back a little bit. So uh, the SO office is doing a pretty good job here. Uh, hopefully they won't uh, spook this guy and then cause a really, really, really nasty accident. Now he's north, continuing on Belcher. And he just passed Nursery Road. He's coming up on the school, Oak Grove Middle School, I believe, on the left. 
And uh, now he's in the median. There's some traffic up here, and he's following in the median now. And uh, my guess is he's probably going to see this traffic up, and he's probably going to cut off to the left or somewhere. Oh, yep, he sure did. He hung a left. Uh, it looks like it might be Belch here. I think that's a feeder road that cuts over to Hercules Avenue. So uh, he's going down there. Looks like he picked up some speed. Yeah, I hope he watches this. He's going to be making a 90 here at the end of the street. Uh, we can see everything, obviously, because we're four or 500 feet up in the air buzzing around here. <laughs> and uh, so now he just, uh, yep, he made the 90. He made another 90. Now he's crossing down here, and he's coming up on Hercules. And uh, he's just to the north, or actually just to the, yeah, just to the north of uh, Cemetery Hill. He's hanging a right on Cemetery Hill, and uh, he's whipping around. Oh, there's a car. He just missed that car. I'm not sure that guy just uh, got a little uh, shock in his life. And, uh, oh, he's making a left turn. He's turning down. Uh, oh, we can hardly see him now. There's a clump of trees down there. Oh, now we can see him. He's on Magnolia Street now, near Clearwater High School. Oh, oh, he just hit this black avalanche. Oh, my gosh. That guy's not going to be happy either. He just knocked that guy, spun him around, and he hit the mailbox out front. Looks like he's got a concrete mailbox, as I see. Uh, looks like block and debris in the middle of the street here. All right. And, uh, All right, we're back. Alan, did you? are you following this thing? Yeah, you know what? what? The guy made it from Umberton Road to um, Cemetery Hill in three minutes. He must be going a million. Well, he's going pretty I've done that before. <laughs> done that. Yeah, when you're <laughs> usually trying to get here in time. <laughs> but we still have Bill outside guarding the... Bill's out there guarding the tower? That's yeah. good. And the parking lot? Okay. He's, guard, he's guarding the parking lot tower area by Naughty Nancy's. Okay. Hey, is Lola driving a little smart car tonight? Yeah, I think she is. I think that car's out there. She's got her dogs here. All right. Well, let's just hope he's not coming here. Well, that would be, oh, yeah, that would, that would be exciting, though, if he did. You know, you never know where he's going to go, because the police station's right down the street. We don't know where this guy's going to go, because everybody could just be running up to, uh, you know, up towards Golf the Bay and intercept oh, this guy and spook him. And, of course, you tell me all the time, every time you come here to work, there's always something going something on. Something always going on on Drew Street. Yeah. Nobody ever listens to me, though. Anyway. All right, Alan, what do we got going on? You were going to tell us some more, and you got some great stories for us? Yeah, I'm looking on page four of the Vero Beach race. We've got twice the coverage of Seabring, and Briggs Cunningham, Came in fourth on the distance, driving a Ferrari. A Ferrari. Yeah, that. yeah. And then um, there was a guy, Fred Wacker, or Freddie Wacker, they called him. He had a cab powered Allard mm-hmm. with a hydromatic in it. He came in third in his class. Hey, speaking of funky cars, uh, have you been watching uh, Bring a Trailer lately? Did you see that one car that just recently found looks somewhat like a Kelson Cheetah, but it's not? It was just a body they found out in the field. Did you uh, read up? I think it's under what is it? No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back in the day, you're, you know, you're right. You know, they had Allards, they had Cunninghams, they had Curtis, they had, uh, what else was out there back then? Some oddball Mad, stuff. Bad, bad Munts, but that wasn't really a race car, but still that was a one guy, you know. Well, now, didn't Munts build, wasn't that Curtis? Yeah, and he just bought it, took it over. Okay, yeah, because those, and those cars were actually, they were uh, fiberglass, a lot of those cars back in those days, weren't they? Way before Corvettes were in production. Oh, yeah, because that's the only way you can make it and be able to, you know, be able to make it, you know, with a short, small run like that, could make a steel body take forever and cost a fortune. There was some yeah. interest. There was some. There's some. Uh, and this bring a trailer um, website is actually kind of cool because those of you that like foreign cars can really appreciate some of the cool cars that are on there. Some of the real nostalgic stuff, and uh, it's kind of an interesting website. But it's but it's, it's very historical and very informative too. And uh, there was an article here not too long ago about a uh, Kelson Cheetah or no a Cheetah. Uh, Kel- is Bill Thomas Cheetah. Bill Thomas Cheetah. Yeah, I, I get him mixed up. Is it Thomas was the guy that originally did the Cheetah? Yeah. And then he got support, backdoor support from Chevrolet, right? Is that the way that worked? I don't know. It had, it had a Corvette motor in it. You know. there, was, there was a guy, I'm not going to mention his name. He used to live in Dundee. Mm-hmm. And um, in the garage, he had a 55 Bird, mm-hmm. purple for, of all colors. And out in the front yard, underneath a little pole barn, was a, he had a Cheetah. Cheetah. Now, you know what was interesting about those? The engine was set back. That was basically designed to compete with the Cobra. The engine set back so far that the transmission... Yeah, almost, but the transmission bolted directly up to the the rear end. There was no drive shaft. Well, in the um, service of the distributor, you had a little panel you took off the dashboard. Service of the distributor, that's how far back the engine was. Wow. Oh, uh, really? A panel? And you mean... Oh, really? It did. 
I there was a guy up in uh, Clearwater, actually in Largo, I think it was. He had two of those. He had a yellow one and a red one for years and years and years. They used to sit up there. And oh, we, um, we do have an update, by the way. We do. Yes, we do okay. have an update. Okay, bring us an update. Let's see what's going on here. Let's just see how our goof is doing. So, sounds like they're getting closer to us here. What? Yeah. In this direction? Yeah. He's coming up on Eldridge Street. He sees the flashing lights. He's turning right on Eldridge Street. Now, Eldridge? In a desperate move. Yeah, that's like right over there. He's gunning it. He's flying oh. over the trail. Oh, he's airborne past Naughty Nancy's restaurant. He's crashing on the ground. He's lost control of the car. He slides into this little red smart car sitting in the parking lot. Bam, he just creamed that little smart car. Wow, he knocked it in the parking lot. Looks like there's two people and two dogs rolling around inside that thing. Wow, that thing's spinning around like a top. Now it bounces off some guy's black excursion sitting in the Tantalk Studio parking lot. Meanwhile, our fugitive in the silver truck is just desperately trying to get out of the neighborhood. He's slinging mud. He's doing donuts. He's got the cops behind him. He's desperately trying to find a way out of here. He's traveling at a high rate of speed. He hits the curb. He's now almost airborne. He comes crashing down. He sideswipes a white Miata. He loses control of the vehicle. He slams into a security fence and crashes into the radio tower. Alan, are you still there? <laughs> I thought me and George were bad. <laughs> and check it out. Now, now it's all silent up in the copter. Yeah, there's nothing. Everything's over with. Hey, we're still here. Oh, hey, what's um, that? I just got on Bring a Trailer. Is that a 63 Kellison we were talking about? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's um, it was for 15 grand. Huh? San Jose. They just picture the original owner standing with the car. It's got oh. like a Buick grilling with all the little knobs. Mm-hmm. You know? That's it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So what are you, uh, I mean, uh, what are you going to be doing this, this uh, New Year's? It's New Year's. What is? What's? Uh, what are you going to be doing this weekend? I have no idea. It depends no what idea? comes up. You know? Okay. Well, now, I'm not, going, not I'm going anywhere where there's steps. Okay. And uh, now, that the Mazda, the, now that the white Miata's destroyed... And the uh, <laughs> you can be looking for something else to drive, aren't you? <laughs> well, I got plenty of cars. I got the bug eye. Yeah, but hey, how are the uh, Volvo wagons coming? The little ESs. Um, slow but sure. Mm-hmm. I got other stuff. I got to get it out of the way. But the customer is in no rush. So. Okay, Alan, do you, do you do you want to plug yourself? Do you want a little extra work? You got a little free radio time here. No, you can I, tell I got plenty of work. You playing? Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anybody. Anyway, I want to thank Alan for being our guest. I want to thank uh, you know say thanks to Doctor Dan and for being a friend of ours. And even though he's not around anymore, but uh, we still think about him a lot. And uh, George, if you're listening, uh, Don, sorry about your avalanche. Uh, John, sorry about your uh, Chevy truck. Um, Lola, too bad. Smart cars, uh, not so smart anymore. <laughs> And Cedric, thanks. Cedric's, Cedric's <laughs> going to the hospital. <laughs> Cedric's going to the hospital now. And uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And be sure and tune in next week. We'll have uh, should have a special guest next week. The next week will be the first uh, show of the year. I want to th- wish everybody a happy new year. Drive carefully. Stay safe. Love your family. Drive and carefully. <laughs> drive carefully. Yeah, you know what? Because you know you heard that little incident with that little. Uh, Goof we played, that spoof, goof, whatever. Actually, you know, I thought we might get a phone call or two, you know, because... Uh, From just, the Clearwater Police Department. Uh, them, Largo, Sheriff's Department, Pinellas Park, you know. Pinellas Park. They're, yeah. they're down at the donut shop down the street there on 66th Street and... Uh, yeah, the phrase donut, and, uh, <laughs> donut House. <laughs> yeah, down there on uh, 66th Street and 62nd Avenue. I think there's one down there. Anyway, we're about out of here. Everybody, we'll see you next year. I'm out of-